someone could come there to freestyle and I'd always be in the house. Oh my God. Oh my God, it's far too scary in there. And then from there, I just started feeling more comfortable. And now I feel like pretty fine. If someone was like freestyling in front of like all these random people, I'd be like, I can do that. Hello and welcome to Dance Bands. I'm your host. And who am I? Michael Jackson's biggest fan. And today I'm here with Talia Kuo. Kuo. Talia started dancing at five years old, training in ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop, and musical theater. She furthered her training at Urban Dance Center, The Village, and Brent Street Certificate 4 full-time program. Since then, she has immersed herself more into the freestyle and popping scene, extending her dance training into adulthood. Talia has performed alongside TK Meidzer, Cosmos Midnight, Tones and I, and The Deep Faith. She has also performed and worked creatively at a number of events for institutions such as Vivid, Canon, Westfield, The Voice, ABC, and the Australian Afterpay Fashion Week. Please welcome... Talia Kuo. Today we're here in Talia's apartment and there's no table, which is like kind of a new, it's like a new thing. <laughs> so where are we? If I'm thinking about like places I'd like to be right now, I guess it's like a uh, New York. Actually, cool. you know what? <laughs> let's get really specific and let's say Levine Bakery in New York. Are you image. a croissant girl? Not really. It was like a cookies that they were they were incredible. Uh huh. You've they got like been. really like the voluminous cookies. Three questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is, what do you reckon? I reckon uh, things are good at the moment. Things are good. Most people say that. That's like what most people say. <laughs> cool. I'm very commonplace. I guess it's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's quite cold out. It is cold. It's very hard to get myself thawing personally. <laughs> like we... my toe bones stay cold all night. Have you ever shat yourself? No, no unless I was like a baby. But like, right. no. Are you afraid of dying, Talia Kuo? I mean, I haven't like confronted it to that point, but I guess like on some level, of course, I enjoy living. Yeah, I like living. So <laughs> you are living here with Kez, yeah who's also been on the podcast and i feel like kez is a person that like dives into philosophical thinking and stuff mm -hmm. are you the same not really i mean i have supposedly like dabbled in it i guess in the terms of like i've read some books but it doesn't like super appeal to me not mm. not in the sense that like i'm like against it actively but it's just i don't think it's something i'm like entirely interested in uh-huh. What's something that you're entirely interested in? <laughs> That's a big question. I like okay. reading, watching, like, about people. So, like, I like autobiographies and stuff. Mm. Are you, like, not a fiction person? Not really. I, I can't fiction. remember the last, last fiction book I read. In yeah. fact, actually, I do. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but I remember it's... Um, what its cover looked like, and I... <laughs> Dude, I went... I just went... <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I went to sip from my microphone <laughs> instead of um, the cup. Do you ever do that with lids? Dude, I think about this like once a day and I've never said it out loud. I do it with lids all the time. Like you have a... I do do Like that. a Vegemite lid and like the so good milk lid. One's small and one's big. And then you try and put the small one on the Vegemite. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mistook that. I thought um, you meant like you have your water bottle and the lid's still on and then you try and drink oh, from it. Oh, no. I do that, but I don't... You um, don't do I don't the lid lids? No. Let me know in the comments below if you do the accidental lid thing. You like autobiographies is there one that like stands out like is there a person you're a big fan of 
I said autobiographies, but I want to stretch that to just regular biographies. They don't have to be autobiographies. The one that stands out in terms of like what I've read is the Fosse biography. I don't necessarily like like him as a person. He was quite an awful Uh person, but the book incredible. When he was like, I reckon nine or 10, he like worked in burlesque shows. And so he had all these like naked women around him and like um, they like sexually abused him as a child as well. So then, you know, this obviously uh, works to explain why he was the way he was. It's very interesting, though. He had a very right. interesting life. And then that's kind of why he uses these or he used these really like burlesque-esque movements in his choreography later. Segway. So tell us your story. I got into dancing because my eldest brother, Julian, um, wanted to sing. He's a musical theatre cat. He hey. is a musical theatre cat. Cool. So yeah, he wanted to sing and mum looked up places to learn singing for children and Brent Street was one of the closest ones slash also the, one of the most reputable. And then Patrick, my other brother, wanted to dance. So he wanted to go to dance classes and basically I just didn't want to get left out. So uh-huh. I went along too. Nice. I went to Brent Street from ages like five to ten. Then we went to Urban Dance Centre because that was like right around the corner from our house in Chippendale. Went there till I was about 16. Then went to the village for my last two years of dance training while at school. And then Brent Street full time. Wow. I thought you were Brent Street all the way. That's really new to me. You didn't go to the village school, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, you went to school. All that, like you yeah. went to full-blown school. Yeah, I went to a Catholic private girls' school. Nice. Are you like into Jesus? I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not against Jesus. I'm not like I hate Jesus, <laughs> but I'm not religious. No. Which one of those schools is your favorite? I, I like them all for different reasons, but I really I thought Urban was probably like the best in terms Uh of just like it just felt so different to anything I'd experienced and then it was like at that time especially it was like so much fun you know yeah you're 10 years old you just get to do like street stars it just feels very cool as well I totally wish I went there I was so jealous of kids that went to urban yeah it was fun so you went to (laughs) full-time and I know you really liked it I thought it was like the best year of my life I Mm. adored it multiple reasons like I really liked the people in my year Like I had good friends around me. So that was like obviously contributed to it. Mm. And I love doing routines as well. Uh So that's partly like my thing. My thing. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's not like my thing. But like I really loved doing routines. I like the process of them getting put together and like. Uh Yeah. So in that regard as well, like. Doing routines. That's like a really interesting thing to mention. No one's ever said that before. Yeah, as if they're not the most fun thing though. Like you yeah, get to like, sick. yeah, see which part of the routine you're in, and like yeah. uh, you know you have to put <laughs> well, on this character and whatnot. And yeah, like, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, very but much. I'm assuming that you were like you had a good part in the routines. Do you think this I mean, was sometimes. part of your enjoyment of full time? Like I'd imagine you were quite popular and <laughs> um like a favorite perhaps um I guess like okay without being like that person but like so in some classes probably yeah but in other classes no I feel like I would be rather socially anxious in such a scenario I guess it's just like school but do you mean like socially with your like peers or with your teachers yeah I think the peers the peers part like there's a competitiveness about 
full time and like yeah at brent street it's so full of people there's so many people in the course and the halls are like buzzing and i always feel like <gasps> right i don't feel that i like kind of thrive i feel mm. like it's really fun cool i love having like lots of people around and you kind of like uh, mm. yeah you kind of glide wow. through it yeah what'd you do after that until now i think i was kind of used to like my whole life i was like oh like things just come to me you know Uh I was always like pretty good at school like it just Mm. kind of made sense to me I didn't really like struggle academically what was your ATAR go on I don't I've always I've always wanted to be asked my ATAR so that I can flex it 96.1 and it's not even that yeah hi you're you're like 98 97.9 nice (laughs) anyways so Um, yeah so school was yeah so things were kind of easy easy. like school was kind of easy and then, like, dance-wise, you know, I'd always been, like, told I was good. Mm. So whether I was or not, debatable. <laughs> like, I'll watch videos and be like, no, I don't know what people were saying to me. But, like, you know, I was always told I was good and that things would happen and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, after full-time, like, things didn't really happen. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like other people would get work and stuff. And I'd be like, damn. like. So that was kind of a weird, like, rude awakening, but also ended up being kind of good having that time where I was like oh god I'm not getting those jobs that I'm supposed to want I was like okay so what do I want to do and I kind of ended up sort of finding the thing that I want to do and I could Mm. like be a bit more myself definitely like I had a few years there where I was like oh god Uh uh-huh oh god what am I gonna do seems from the outside that you do or did or I guess I didn't know you then but that you get a lot of work like commercial that you would be chosen for gigs and stuff was is it like a subjective thing that you thought everyone was getting work but you actually were or it was like you actually weren't I mean a bit of bit of both so mm-hmm. it's like uh I would get some work I'm not saying like I was uh-huh. just completely like unemployed and dance and I was like but I'd get like one or two gigs a year, you know? And yeah. like, I think it's a comparison thing because mm. a lot of the people I knew, especially like those out of full time, would get like constant work. But yeah, I was kind of hung up on this like, oh, it's based on appearance thing. That super sucks. I'm very tall. I'm like not as like beautiful as others. And then like, no, I don't even mean that in like yeah, a self-deprecating yeah, way, but just like a, in a factual kind of way. And that's, again, it's not to be like, I'm ugly, I suck, and everything Mm. is bad in my life. But just like, oh, okay, I can understand. Like, I can look at this objectively and see, okay, this, this, this is that, this is that. Mm. And then also, you know, I'm like slightly boyish, which I've Mm. always like been very comfortable with. I don't have like a problem with like my masculinity. Yeah. But like that was also like in my mind, I was like, that plays a part in it as well. You know, I don't dance like a girl. I don't dance like sexy Mm. which I don't like doing to be perfectly honest it just doesn't feel very like good to me it doesn't feel very natural Mm. to me yes but yeah I kept feeling like I was externally blaming but then also at the same time it was like this weird push and pull of being like oh it's because of that not because of my dance ability but at the same time maybe I'm really bad you Mm. know it's it's kind of like having this I was not naive enough to believe that it was solely based Mm. on appearance or not as like sexual, I suppose, because that's like kind of mm. really highly valued in the dance industry. Mm. But like, Weird. um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I wasn't naive enough to say like my dance ability has nothing to do with it. You know, I'd uh-huh. always kind of be like, okay, well, there's a chance that it really is. I'm just not good enough. What do I do about that? And I want to be a dancer. Then I've got to change that. And so then I kind of went and I went, all right, 
I have all these like tools at my disposal. You know, I've got these incredible people around me. Like I think that my friends are like the most inspiring people I know and they're like mm. incredible dancers. So I was like, okay, great. So when I started freestyling more, I felt more like, okay, I'm getting better. And then like over the last two years, cause that's kind of since I've been freestyling more like seriously, I suppose, or like more frequently, I've genuinely noticed like a huge change in my ability. I'm like, oh, I'm actually a mm. lot better now that I was I want to talk a lot about the freestyling transition and stuff but first I feel like I should um loosely define what kind of dancing you do for the possibility that there's like one person who isn't just a dancer listening to this yeah so you grew up kind of as like a commercial dancer give or take yeah or like a cory dancer Corey, maybe Corey dancer? yeah thousand percent yeah so like choreography dancer which I actually when I think about it your guest number 41. I haven't had many Corey dancers on, actually. I've had a lot of like ballet and street. And Hell yeah, not, Corey um, represent. Yeah, and I've been thinking about how I need to have more Corey, Corey dancers. I don't know if they like to be called that or commercial dancers on. And that is not um, an, an intentional move. It was very much by accident like, but also i think i've sure. been like scared of most commercial day- like <laughs> scared to approach them and also just assuming that they'd be like this is not my thing so okay that's actually kind of fair like i understand mm, that that's cool and maybe you can give us more insight into that world transitioning somewhat into a freestyle dance setting tell me about that well as i said earlier it was kind of this realization that I'm probably not as good as maybe I've been told throughout my life, which is also actually very interesting. Going back to like the books that I like, I read this really interesting one from a psychologist, either An Examined Life or The Examined Life by Dr. Stephen Gross. And it's just like a bunch of different like excerpts of this psychologist and he kind of goes through like different patients he's seen and it kind of like gives these um, interesting like anecdotes from their sessions. And there's this one and he's talking about how with children you shouldn't give them like direct praise and say like that was good or like Mm. you did well Uh, or or, like at least you should you shouldn't say that in it in regards to like a skill or a talent but rather like the way that they applied themselves so like Mm. you tried really hard that wasn't like really good effort or um I love how you worked well with others during that process blah blah blah, rather than like you were good at this because they either um, will take that and kind of like feel complacent in where they are and just like plateau completely yes. or they'll constantly be like striving for that next bit yeah. of praise where it doesn't really come and it kind of messes with their psyche in that regard totally anyways so realizing that I feel like I was like okay I'm kind of more motivated to try harder I don't know why that translated into freestyle necessarily but I think I've always just actually you know what I think it's just like I've always had like an appreciation for freestyle. I think it's like the most pure form of dance in a Mm. sense. When I've done my own choreography, I've felt like at the end I'm like, oh, so stale. It's not at all the it's not at all the feeling I wanted to kind of project through this. Mm. Whereas freestyle, it's like it's just so in the moment, and I have always appreciated that, and I thought it looked nice. Then also. I wasn't living in Ashfield, but like there was like this Ashfield house, which like Kieran, mm. Jordy, um, Lani Lawton, and um, Kira Holland lived in. Oh wow! And it was like Random. it was like the house of like freestyle. You know, uh-huh. like everyone would come there to freestyle, and like they had this beautiful garage. Or <laughs> I say beautiful, it wasn't like it's the black oh and goodness, white. It's so beautiful. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had like the little vinyl black and white checkered yep. floor, and then it was just a good space. Looks to dance like a in. really iconic 
time. It was pretty damn iconic. I tell you that. Like, they're all in the garage. I'd always be in the house, like cooking. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it's far too scary in there. Like, a lot, <laughs> lot of like testosterone in there as well as just like yeah. people who are really, really, really good at freestyle. And I know I'm like. As I said earlier, I'm, I don't like things I'm not good at and I don't yeah. like being like exposed in that regard where it's like, oh, everyone's really good and I'm here like fumbling around. Oh, so, tell me about uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so I was always like, I am not joining in. Like Kieran would be like, do you want to like come and freeze? I was like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm so bad. No way. At some point I was just like, okay, let's do it. But the first few times we freestyled together, because Kieran is the first person I like started freestyling in front of like more regularly obviously i made him face the wall i was like you're not watching what i do like i'll have a jam with you but you need to face the wall like you are (laughs) not watching me do this it's so embarrassing um yay because otherwise you can be so rude no you have to stay um she's gonna jump off soon there you go so yeah i made him face the wall but that quickly wore off like it was just a bit annoying first of all i was like because also, you know, sometimes you do something good and you'd be like, ah, oh, damn, I wish he saw that. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but also it's just like, okay, just felt a bit silly. So I feel like we only did that like, twice. And then I was like, okay, I, I feel comfortable enough to dance in front of you. And then like from there it was like, okay, Harry can see me dance now. Dom can see me dance now. And then it just kind of like Wow. I can totally imagine the feeling. I mean, I still struggle with that. I try and like meditate on the thought of entering dance battles and the feeling I get is that I'm ducking and everyone is standing with a gun. It feels like this. It really does. And we spoke about this at the Kapow battle. That's the worst I've ever felt about any dancing I've ever done. I know. I felt the same. We both (laughs) felt the same. We both entered. I have an automated response where I come out and I do this like Westfield Christmas elf thing (laughs) where I like make fun of myself as a protective mechanism and then I dance in this ridiculous like over the top way that I never do when these moves come out of me like top rocks like yeah it's just so pain the battling thing actually we should talk about battling after you finish your story because I'm taking it on a tangent we'll talk about battling after you let people see you dance oh yeah I let people see me dance and then I'd always film it because, like, I just personally like watching things back. Like, it's always just kind of been the way it is for me. And then, like, you know, it's, that 15 seconds is not too bad. I'd cut mm. a little video and, like, post it because it's, like, you know, it's very curated. You can control yeah. what people see. Yeah. That's totally fine. I have no problem with freestyling if I can then, like, video <laughs> it, cut it to the good part and then show people. This is very like, my mentality. As at well. the beginning when it was, like, oh, you just have to freestyle in front of people, I was, like, that yeah could not feel worse like that that is my worst nightmare yeah because they will see all the bad parts i know most people are scared of freestyling but i feel like that would specifically be stronger for you because of your growing up being quite recognized for your talent and that that was like the way you were appreciated kind of thing that i because i feel like i have a similar story of striving for merit all the time Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like the reason I danced and so then the idea of anyone seeing flaws is like associated with danger or something of course it's very confronting but yeah so like posting little bits here and there was like I can do this actually you know what it was like it was Jack 
Yeah. I'm like, shout out to Jack. Jack is like the best teacher of all time. Poppin' Jack. Poppin' Jack, the best. Madonna, that's his last name. Um, and it was like lockdown especially made me feel like way more comfortable because he, in the most generous way, and I could never be more grateful for him for doing this, but like every week he'd set aside time to like jam on Zoom with like me and Kez and then um, you sometimes. Yeah. And then like that transitioned into like he invited us into like the like good papa's jams so wow. it, was, like, it was like with like annie and tripti and minna and then like through that especially it was like really nice being in lockdown actually because i was like at home so i still felt comfortable i could dance at home like you know when you dance elsewhere and you're like oh god this yeah, is this yeah. is weird but at home i felt comfortable I, I knew the space it was just luna and kieran in the room but i was still freestyling in front of people and they were like talented people like people i like respect very very highly and think the world yeah. of their dancing. So that kind of made me feel even more comfortable because I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I'm freestyling in front of these really good people, even though it's like via Zoom. So it's kind of like you're a little bit separated, but still. And then from there, I just started feeling more comfortable and like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like pretty fine. If someone was like freestyling in front of like all these random people, I'd be like, I can do that. Yeah. Except for battles are a bit different, but like yeah. freestyling in front of people, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Popping is so great on you. I, it's almost like I feel like you've found your aesthetic or something. Like it really <laughs> suits you. And it also like integrates everything that you know about like form, structure and texture and stuff. I just think, yeah, it looks really great on you. Thanks, Not that you're really just nice. popping when you freestyle, but like it just works so well Thank on you. you. Actually, like mm. I, th- I, f- I feel good popping, but then when I watch it back, I'm like, you're one of the people that I just love to see your shit and it's always I feel like consistently you're leveling up That's so which is nice. crazy thank and you. so inspiring thank you um yeah it makes me really want to like pop my heart out <laughs> pop your um, heart yes. out <laughs> cool that's the title pop yeah. your heart out um so battles so we we mentioned battles just a minute ago dance battling is even scarier than freestyling you know if if you're a cory dancer like the thought of freestyling is like oh my god where how do i even begin like i have a similar beginning to improvise was just what we call improvisation in contemporary (laughs) dance so the first time i improvised was when i was in year 12 at high school because my high school went to new york for a dance trip and we had to go to this like high school musical school called Booker T Dallas and we did like school exchange so we like took class there and everything it was so cool uh but all the dancers there were phenomenal like insane like if you think about the standard in America and then like the fact that there's so much competition and this school's like a historically fantastic school for dance and and we had to do this open class with them where we had to do contact improvisation in groups and then we had to improvise one by one and we'd never learned that at school or like it wasn't really a th- I feel like it's much more a thing in syllabus and at schools now but it was not for us and we were like what do you mean what do you mean we don't know what to do and we saw all these other people doing it and we were like holy kransk these people are our age or younger and they're just like they're ready to be professionals and like why didn't anyone tell us about this and it's such a skill to have and so my friends and I who had just been on the tour decided to set up in our 
school's dance studio after school and put on music and try and move around. And I remember it being just so uncomfortable and embarrassing. Ah. And then something that was really good was blindfold improv, which is oh something we had goodness. to do in full time. So we you'd get a partner and you wear a blindfold and the partner has to stop you from bumping into anything, but you do, you do it for like half an hour. We did it with a guy called Dean Walsh. Shout outs to Dean Walsh. Um, and that just like, eventually you, you get tired of being all embarrassed and it's such a different experience with n- not seeing anything. And so I feel like that helped a lot. If anyone yep, out there cool. is trying to improvise or freestyle, try it with a blindfold. I mean, not on your own in like a dangerous <laughs> space with pointed edges, but... On your own, it would be completely yeah. unnecessary because yeah. no one's seeing you anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but with a buddy, that could be a thing. Um, so anyway, my point was, yes, then... The thought of um, do entering a battle is like a whole other step up because it's like a, a performance where you're pretending to know what you're doing <laughs> as well as like eyeing off the other person and being in this competitive mode of like wanting to win and then, yeah, being praised for having the better dancing than the other person or the better performance or the better confidence. I actually think battling is a lot like an acting competition and then um, also, that's all. Nice description there of a go. battle. So you have started, How do, can you count how many battles you've done? Five this year. Because so I, I think, think six I'm in also total. five. Seven. House I forgot party, party mode. mode. I've done five. But I've seen footage of you and you look fantastic. You look great. And you look very confident as well. Um, what have you learned about battling? Well, just after you saying that, what I've learned is that it is definitely an acting competition because I do not feel confident in those settings. I've learned that it's like a complete other skill. It's not just freestyle, right? Like mm. there are weird criteria because I'd be watching a battle and I'd be like, that person won for sure. Like they are a much better dancer mm. or like their set was just nicer in my opinion. Yeah. I'd be like, no way, like this person won. I'm like, what? So it's like, you know, it's not just about how you dance, but it's about like mm. how you steal like the crowd's mm. hype. Yeah, so to speak. And then like uh, how you use the space. Like do you travel around? Do you kind of like use levels? Do you show um, like do you like face the judges? Do you face the audience? Do you face like the other direction entirely? I've also learned that it's like so different to regular freestyle because first of all, you're like in front of all these people, some of whom you do not know. Second, you're being judged. Horrid. Horrid. (laughs) horrid concept but you're being judged by like three to five people and they're like they're just gonna put up a hand to say whether you were yeah, bad or man. not and i'm like i was definitely bad you're given this time limit you know sometimes yeah. 30 seconds i'm like oh my gosh i take 30 seconds in a regular freestyle like in a jam to just go like this yeah straight away do it and i don't have any time to listen to the music yep. either i'm like yep. how am i supposed to do this and deliver something good yeah I can't. and then sometimes and that's why I don't. the time limit is longer because in your head like you speed up and then you've got like 20 seconds left and you've gassed yourself and you're like totally. what else do i do now i've <laughs> already done all moves. my tricks i feel like i cannot listen to the music when i'm yes, in a battle neither like, can i it I'm disappears like, i don't it know where the beat is and i'm just kind of going like I'll just like go through the music and see what happens and hope for the yeah. best and it never works. But yes, hoping for the best is something that I've learned you cannot do. Like you can't, <laughs> you, or I have to stop doing that because I think 
<laughs> like I said, ducking from a bomb, I have felt like I walk into the circle like this and I'm like, yes. be good. I hope it works. <laughs> you can change that. So I've tried to. I mean, like, I suppose, but at the same time, it feels like you can't really because you don't want to like overthink when you overthink mm. that's when a really bad set happens in my opinion you know like i feel like i'm my best when i'm like chilling and i just like don't think about it and just like whatever comes out comes out like mm. that actually looks nice like when i do that i'm like oh mm. not a bad set and then i think it's the opposite for me like when i'm in a battle setting i'm thinking thinking, thinking. i'm like okay i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do this i've got to make sure that i do that and i make sure mm. that this, no, this person's judging so i should probably like add in a little bit of this is there anything that has helped you what you focus on during jams when i was like gearing up for masters of isolation which was like the first battle i did this year i think the popping community is like one of the nicest communities yeah, in australia uh, when i was gearing up for that i remember we were jamming and kieran was like you need to just like use the space a bit more and i just feel like doing that in like regular jams not in battle settings i feel a little bit more comfortable like just then kind of embedding that into like mm. battles innovative advice to give your audience but like that's kind of one thing my audience <laughs> do you have any advice for young cats or students that want or yearn to <laughs> freestyle and to move out of perhaps solely doing choreography or commercial styles or even like a ballet person the biggest things that have helped me to overcome those things would be like my friends I just so happen to be friends with like some of the people I find to be the best dancers in Australia. So like that's really good and that helped me a lot because like those people were kind enough to like allow me to come to jams and like learn off them, you know. I'm better now than I was prior and I wouldn't be at this stage as novice as it may be without the help of those friends around mm. me. On that as well, I should say just like go you know, you've just got to kind of like put yourself in that situation and mm. then like you'll realize, you know, people like, okay, especially like Dom and Kez always used to be like, oh, you'll do your battle and you'll be like, that was so chill. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that. And I was like, you are completely incorrect about I that. Think like boys think very differently. Yeah, yeah, boys. Yeah, they were like, oh, no, it's going to be so fine. Like you're going to realize how like inconsequential it is i was like i did not realize that at all in fact quite the opposite <laughs> but like with jams i do agree like you go in there and you're like okay it wasn't bad like no one's like hating on me the more you like watch good people dance the better you're gonna get just like by mm. omission I mean, by omission what's the word us you know the word at yeah. home you at um. home anyways when you watch you'll kind of learn and then also get to like a good class and like find someone who can actually like help you rather than just mm. kind of doing it on your own like it, it'll get you like somewhere i suppose because you're just doing it crossover is a fantastic <coughs> studio Crossover's to begin good. beautiful friendly environment yeah and you meet lots of people and then there. like newtown popping shout out newtown popping newtown popping is the best class ever that being said it is like very daunting first going to newtown pop like I, jack knows this it is no secret i'd have to take one popping class a month because i'd get so pissed off and frustrated at the way like it's so different to a conventional class structure like freestyle is embedded in the class and if someone's not telling me what to do i'm like why are you making me do this and so you have to like dance in front of other people and i'm always just shocked that even when i yeah like you said like even when i do something 
bad no one flinches <laughs> and yeah and I would just be like I'd talk Jack's ear off after every class being like I can't do this anymore I get so angry it class. was really hard at the start to be a beginner because it, it does also cater to all levels it's kind of like you have to you just kind of have to like catch Choose. on yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. same word that we don't have osmosis osmosis, osmosis. yeah yeah hated if yeah, i wow. left we the podcast without that through another route helped you get to it yeah osmosis i feel like it's a very osmosis class so like whether you have it or you're not you can or, or you're not you have to kind of like just go with as much as you can grasp and that yes. is so unnatural to me because it's all either like pass or fail in my mind yep 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 yep, yep. <gasps> so those are the tips you oh, have. I have one more tip yeah do it every day wow okay cool i like the tip that to just do five minutes yeah because then you start and then you start like liking it and then if you don't you still feel good about yourself yeah. there are some days when i'll literally just do one song of training but yeah. i'm like that's enough and then other days i'll do like half an hour and i'm like sweet who are your favorite dancers at the moment or people that you like to watch to be inspired by with your movement my friends mm -hmm. i mean actually you know what there's like so many i love watching like kieran dance and it's like i learn a lot from him kieran is a <coughs> fucking crazy freestyler oh man that light feet I way mean, of i think thinking. like his musicality is like yeah, so good it's he, insane and that's that comes from like he just likes music and he produces music mm. and so he understands it dom huge one also biggest steve every time he dances i'm like are you serious yeah. bro he's so good wow um jack Garcia. also crazy wow you are surrounded by crazy dancers yeah. um and then like amy and lids shout out to yeah. you guys as well hectic huge Oh, also like Harry. Sorry, Harry. Harry. Is also with the musicality. Favorite dancer of all time, Harry Wade. And then like, yeah, Jack Wardana, second to none. Um, Keanu. Yeah. Outrageous. And then like Jaya and Co. Oh, so yeah, basically man. like all the stale biscuits, <laughs> including Tripti. Shout out to Tripti. She's the best. Oh, yeah. She's um, crazy good. <clears throat> you know what? I was stalking Tripti the other day and I, I want to share this because it helped me a little bit. I was like, cause I'm always in class with those girls and I'm like, damn, they're so good. So good. And I saw a post that she made like maybe a year or two years ago with Jack, where she was like, eight years training with you, Jack, thanks. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, a, long that's time. a long time. And I've done it for a year and I'm like, why can't I dance like her? That's actually very disrespectful of me to think <laughs> like that. You know, like when, when you just see what's good or what's happening right now with a person's dancing. And then you're like, oh, how'd you get so good? Or like, it's so unfair. Like people will do that for me, with, to me with flexibility. And it kind of annoys me because they'll be like, oh, it's so unfair that you can like get your leg up there. Like, can you teach me how to do that? And yeah, obviously like they're trying to be- for like years. You don't think of all of that when you um get jealous of someone. So I think it's a- bad thing to do to get jealous of people yeah it's natural though i'm always mm. jealous of people. but anyway yeah tripti's a sick cunt and obviously <laughs> has committed herself to dancing that style for so long yeah and that should be um praised yeah um that's freestyle as well but there are a lot of like curry dance that i respect as well obviously matt go mm. 
Caitlin, duh, everyone in the man and dog. And then someone who kind of traverses all these worlds. Plus, I just obviously like respect the hell out of and uh, love more than anything is like Patrick, my brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never met him or seen him dance. No. I thought you'd met. In a live setting. No. Yeah, he's an incredible dancer and has, like, always been, like, my number one idol. Cool. I'm just going to get my cat. Yeah, so Matt Goaty is, um, I I can see a lot of his influence in your movement and you're insane at it. Like, it keeps coming up, his name on the podcast, because at least on the east coast of Australia, and I just think all of it, him and Caitlin, kind of no one really comes up to that level of appeal and, um popularity as well for people which is for very good reason because the standard is it like far exceeds what else is going on and and you can tell because people try and copy it Mm. and yeah so he has created something that is very individual and um is there anything you can say about like being his sort of sidekick it seems Love that, first of all. I'm going to make that my Instagram bio. <laughs> well, we met because he was Patrick's friend first. And, like, I was, like, in year 11 and 12. And I was just, like, sitting at home. And he'd, like, come over. And just be like, hey, that's Patrick's friend. And then he started teaching at the village. So he, like, taught us jazz. And then, like, we just developed a friendship. And I've just kind of been, like, doing a lot of his stuff. Mm, cool. When I um am listening to you speak and I'm thinking about you dancing, I'm thinking it's really great i feel like you've really integrated a sense of who you are into your dancing and that's such a vague thing that people always talk about and it kind of annoys me when people are like you need to put yourself into your dancing but it makes sense to me because like you know you seem like a kind of mathematical like methodical person in your an academic as well and the shapeliness and fast mathsness of his movement really seems to like align with that way of thinking yeah I just feel like you've really got your own style it's like at a point where it's very much yours and it would be clear someone tried to copy you you know thank you I actually don't know if I agree but like thank Mm. you I want to ask you about growing up in a family where everyone is artistic because your mum is an artist right and oh wait your dad is an artist yeah my dad's an abstract painter and my mum's a printmaker and gallery owner so cool so cool that's so cool graham qo is my dad he's an abstract artist check him out and then michelle perry fine arts is my mum's gallery nice buy her artworks Woo! yeah (laughs) i've seen a dalmatian around your pictures and also like a really epic looking house that looks like it's in Europe what was it like um being in that environment and how has it influenced your artistry I mean I've never really been like look at me with my artistic family but everyone always hears (laughs) you know like uh, I dance Patrick dances Julian's Mm. in musical theater obviously had like an impact on like who I am and we were always encouraged to do what we love regardless Mm. of whether that brings us like financial security I never felt this like pressure to do anything else. <laughs> that sounds um really helpful because I know I asked you this once because I was thinking about it because you're a tutor and I also just know before I knew you, I knew that you were um 
academically inclined and so I always wondered if you struggled with the pressure to not pursue um, art and to take on a more like um, conventional um, lawyery type of route. No, I don't, I don't feel the pressure to do it. But at the same time, like sometimes I am like, perhaps I should pursue something else. And that's more just on my own accord though. I don't Mm. feel that externally, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really would love to do like interior design purely because I enjoy looking at houses Mm. and furnishings, et cetera. Crockery. I've been eyeing it off. We made that. We We went to um, the clay clay class. Nice. Pottery class. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Speckled. Thank you. Mm, uh, Yeah. What's your dream and goal in life? Okay, it sounds so silly. I don't have a dream or goal in life. And that's not to say that I'm, like, not driven. Because I feel like I am driven. But in a different way. Like, I just want to get really good. And I just want to be, like, the best. But I don't have, like, a, I'd like to dance for this person one day. Uh It's more just, like, I'd like to have more experiences dancing and getting money for it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So dance is really, like, the thing? Do you you feel like you'll be dancing a really long time? I mean, hopefully, should my body allow, then yes. Mm. But that's not... I mean, it is within my control, kind of, Mm. to a certain extent. I sort of feel like our generation of dancers is going to dance till older than the previous ones. Mm. Do you feel that? I don't know if it's, like, something to do with Instagram and, like, maybe us all being a little more in touch with what's cool and trendy and stuff so that you the dancing doesn't have to trickle out. I don't know why I associate those two things, but I don't know about like, like it being intergenerational, but I do know that I think there are kind of like more avenues available to um, dancers to kind of continue when they're older. I forgot to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> have you ever stolen something? By accident. Yeah. Can you speak another language? Um, Like a bit of French because I learned at school, but not fluently. Peut-être. Uh, perhaps we can speak m- m- wait now no. yeah yeah perhaps we can speak now i think that i can speak really good <laughs> when i'm drunk um okay so um can you play a musical instrument um i'm gonna say no because i learned the cello at school but um wow. i was that suits you horrible at it like <laughs> my teacher used to just be like <gasps> um what so deep the cello can you sing? I can hold a tune. Do you have an enemy? No. <laughs> Do you have a big secret? I don't think so. Big show or intimate informal showing? Big show. Ballet or jazz? Jazz. Wiggles or high five? High five. Matt Corby at Splendor in the Grass or Matt Corby at Carol's in the Domain? For me personally, I'm going to say Carol's in the Domain. Left turn or left kick? Is left turn like on my left foot or is it towards the left? It's like the towards left? the left. It's like second side, you know. Left turn, I guess. Mm. Are you much of a turner? No. I've never seen you turn. I can do like a double. Nice. It's not like horrible, but again, it's not Would you do it on bended knee? Nah. Nah. Okay. And would you put your arms in first position in front of you or in a little, okay, yeah, jazz. What do you call that? Jazz? Jazz first? Blades. And on releve. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, of course. How can you do it on a flat foot? Unless well, you're on a turning used, board. Dude, I had a teacher all throughout my teenage years who would force us to do bent knee turns because she was like, this is how originally yeah. turns are meant to be. Not on releve still. Like, you'd still have to, like, 
Oh, no, we weren't on like a forced arch. We were, it was just an, just oh, to like heal just off off. enough to, to get you spinning. What do we call it? Like um, a cat's whisker or something? In, in ballet? <laughs> a peanut. A peanut. Yeah or nah? That's that the last the question? question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Talia, I think we've covered quite a bit. Is there anything you would like to talk about? No. Is there anything you'd like to say to my nine listeners before you go? Um, hey guys. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> or is there anything like you're looking forward to or like where people can catch you that you'd like to see? Looking forward to, not, I mean, like just general life I always look forward to. Oh, so optimistic of yeah, me just then. Nice. That was nice. But truly, I just look forward to my days. Um, mm. But where to find me? Just like Instagram, I guess. In fact, I think I know another Jessica Miller. <laughs> oh, stress. How scary. That was scary. <laughs> he should have said that first. You should go, this is a test. It's really loud. Oh, yeah? They do it often? Oh, it's usually a bit more... Oh, there you go. Bye, everyone. (laughs)